Hey folks, welcome to Aunt Waveland. It's the Cubs podcast here at The Athletic, uh, offered to you now, even in these uh, strange baseball list times. Um, for the time being, there are still some things to discuss on the baseball front and on the Cubs front. And uh, so long as that remains the case, we'll keep dropping episodes for you guys. Um, I think by now, so we're recording on Saturday morning. I feel like you have to say that because things have been so rapidly changing and so fluid throughout this past week. I mean, it wasn't, man, it wasn't four days ago that the incident that, that happened during the Oklahoma City Thunder Utah Jazz game that I think kind of transformed the consciousness a bit for sports fans, at least, that, uh, you know, you had a, a trainer coming on the floor, pulling the team, turned out a player and tested positive for the coronavirus, and that game was canceled, fans were exited out, and within a matter of an hour from there, the entire NBA season had been suspended. And, and I think everything that we've seen in the sporting world has followed from there, and that's probably the moment that a lot of us will remember. And uh, since then, it's been a, a shifting ground of, of how to proceed, how best to apply the principles of social distancing. You know, this this idea that the, the more we can do to limit the rapid spread of the coronavirus, uh, we should be doing it now so that the uh, healthcare system doesn't get overloaded by a sudden spike of transmission because, of course, the only way that this thing transmits is human to human. So um, limiting your interactions with large groups of people right now for a period of time is arguably the single best thing that anybody can be doing. And so, you know, that's a reminder why sports leagues took this so seriously and so quickly and so dramatically uh, with baseball suspending spring training operations um, with the start of the season delayed at least for two weeks, though I think that all of us are coming around to recognizing a reality that it's, it's going to be some time longer than that. Um, and that's, that's where we are. I think that it'll take time for the gravity of the situation to set in and for the country to get its hands around what kind of a scenario we're looking at. And we have to operate in that uh, a bit of an unknown space right now for a while. And, uh, you know, much love to all while we do that. And we'll participate for our part here at Aunt Waveland talking the baseball uh, implications, the Cubs related impact and uh, how we proceed from there. So anyway, uh, I'm Brett Taylor. I'm going to toss this over to Patrick Mooney, uh, who writes at The Athletic and who was there in Arizona as this was playing out. Uh, Sahadev Sharma is also with us, and you'll hear from him too. So let's let's get this rolling. You know, kick, kick us off, Patrick, with um, what it was like to be there and um, what we know right now. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, my head is still kind of spinning uh i was on one of the first flights out of phoenix yesterday morning along with uh cubs broadcaster len casper and chicago tribune columnist uh paul sullivan and we were all kind of talking by the gate just shaking our heads and you're right brett i don't think anyone expects baseball to resume uh anytime soon uh theo epstein kind of diplomatically put it that that way that you can kind of connect the dots here um 
of just looking at a team probably needing roughly a month of training together to um, kind of restart before season. And we really have no idea when baseball can reboot. Uh, in terms of <clears throat> next steps, the Cubs have closed uh, their facility uh, over the weekend. <clears throat> a group of players have expressed an interest to remain in Arizona and continue with kind of light optional workouts. But uh, as players' uh, leases come up on their spring training houses or condos, whatever, uh, the Cubs expect that number to dwindle. And as, you know, I think, like you said, this changes minute to minute. I think people, it's going to kind of sink in and be like, you know, baseball's not coming back anytime soon. And I think you could expect players to kind of scatter. Although I think, you know, it's this really difficult balance of the Cubs have access to great healthcare and doctors and um, things of that nature. Uh, but they still want to practice social distancing and we'll have to limit the number of players uh, that come in there. And, and Theo and a small core group of front office people are there going to help with the transition for a couple of days. But Theo said David Ross and, you know, most of his coaching staff have been told to go home and tend to their families and they'll essentially just have a skeleton crew for the time being, mostly of, you know, local employees, um, you know, hitting coaches, pitching coaches, uh, some strength and conditioning, uh, medical training personnel, things of that nature. But, um, you know, I flew back down to Phoenix on Monday, tapping in for Sahadev and, uh, by Tuesday, we were asking players about the, you know, kind of clubhouse uh, media restrictions and, you know, a, a player was kind of covering his face with his you know jersey or whatever. And, you know, we we're all kind of, if not joking about it, kind of rolling our eyes at the idea of keeping out a few reporters when, you know, 10,000 fans show up at spring training games. And then all of a sudden the tone just dramatically shifted really around the Cubs, around baseball, around professional sports, and really kind of around the world. And where we go from here, you know, we have no idea. I think uh, that's that's probably the hardest part of this is the known, uh, not knowing what comes next, how things change so rapidly. We, we str- like, it's just, it's, it's hard to, to accept that, that we don't know what's coming next. Uh, I know fans, uh, part of me, wants to acknowledge how difficult obviously there's much bigger things at hand but the reality of we get excited for baseball coming this was supposed to we we were two weeks away we were i just wrote about how the the cubs roster was coming together how uh there were people in the organization excited for the way the bullpen was looking things like that 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 all of a sudden seem mundane and meaningless and trivial uh I know I was I at this point of the year I get excited I I you know we don't talk about it a lot but I love my job I'm excited to cover baseball and uh the transition from the off season to spring training to the regular season is a really fun time for me because I love the regular season I love actually covering baseball and digging into all these details whether it's a new pitch or mechanical change or why this player is off to a hot start and uh, like having that sink in that that's going to be a while before we're able to talk about that is difficult. And 
I'm sure for fans, just that escape from reality, whether it's the NBA, the NBA or baseball starting up again, it's really difficult to uh, to accept that these things aren't going on. And obviously we have much bigger things to take care of with whether it's your family or just your job or whatever it is that's been disrupted uh, during this time. Nothing really uh, seems normal because it's not. So uh, it, it's weird to talk about baseball and, and try and figure out what our next steps are. But when I do think about baseball, all I can think about is it feels like it's going to be very different as far as the game as well. We, we don't know how the players' bodies will react to this sudden stop of where they were during spring training, this normal ramp up. We, we've talked, we talked so much about how Craig Kimbrell may have been impacted last year by a lack of spring training and then this odd ramp up. We're talking about all the players now are going through this very weird situation where mentally and physically they were preparing themselves for a long season and that's all shut down now. How do you ramp that back up? How are pitchers going to react to this? How What are rosters going to look like? What's the season going to look like? How many games? Uh, it's there, there are so many questions because we don't have any answers as for when, how long this is going to take. So the questions are limitless. Uh, it feels overwhelming at times to think about it, I'm sure. But uh, it's just it's, it's a very odd time. Uh, in general, but uh, when you when you really start to think about baseball, I, I don't know how it's going to look, and that uh, that can be interesting when we finally get to a point where we're not talking about you know a pandemic anymore, and, and we're when we get to a, a safer situation with regards to that. Uh, but right now, it's just it seems like you kind of throw your hands up in the air and and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, there's it's like there's three layers of concern right now. Um, none of which are at all inappropriate. And um, I think we do sort of tear them in our minds, but I think they're all worth keeping in mind as we go through this time period, because ultimately it does end up tying back to the open-endedness of the very questions that Zahadev was alluding to If you from the drilling down to the minutia of like, okay, well, how's service time going to be impact, impacted for players? What's the minor league schedule going to look like to the, the much, much bigger? You know, you start at the first layer of concern, which is the, the reason we're going through all of this, right, is it's a, it's a sickness that disproportionately can be fatal or seriously damaging to uh, immunocompromised people and older people. And so it, when that's your if that were your only level of concern, it, you start to think, okay, well, well, why do I got to worry about, you know, athletes getting sick because they're going to be healthy and be fine. And statistically, they will be. You will be. I will be. My kids will be. Um, that's, you know, not a layer of concern. It's That's when we get into that idea of the community transmission, that if we aren't all social distancing, we make it easier for the illness to get to people who will need serious treatment. And if too many of them need serious treatment in too short of time, our healthcare systems will be overwhelmed. And then not only are you putting those older and immunocompromised people at risk, think about everybody else who needs healthcare on a daily basis. Think about the guy who falls off his ladder and needs to be able to go to an emergency room. That What if that emergency room is completely overwhelmed with people who were not properly protected 
when people were supposed to be social distancing, okay? So that's your number one layer of concern. I hope that all of you listening have, have already heard that spiel a number of times, but if you haven't, that's why this is happening and why all of us can do something about it to help. And that's where you get to the second layer of concern, and we're starting to get closer to, to sports and baseball. And that layer of concern is now there's a lot of people whose livelihoods are going to be seriously impacted by this. Um, okay, we're doing what we need to do, social distancing. We're turning off sports. We're turning off all the gatherings of people that are attendant to sports. Well, that means a lot of people are going to be out of work for an indeterminate period of time. And it means that a lot of people um, who uh, passionately care about the things that they do are going to have that life uh, fundamentally disrupted. And I think that we're getting to where we're, we're starting to see more consciousness of that. Both <laughs> There's a lot of us that are coming to understand like, oh my gosh, this is going to be really, really disruptive for my um, professional life, for my family, for my, you know, what is this going to look like? And I think that uh, I'd encourage people to, to sit with that empathy a little bit, that um, it's not wrong to worry about people whose lives are going to be affected after you've concerned yourself with people who may um, have very serious sickness affecting them. And then the third level of concern is where we get the closest, I think, to what we talk about on this podcast is okay, there's going to be an impact to people's simple enjoyment of the things they like to do. And sports, obviously, are the main thing that we talk about here. But it's, it's going to be a lot of things. It's going to be a lot of gatherings that we just enjoy. It's going to be um, disruption of the supply chain and various things that you want to be able to enjoy. And not as serious as the first layer of concern, not as serious as the second layer of concern. But it's something that's going to touch the most of us. And it's, it is a concern. It sucks to not have baseball. Like, that's just a reality that millions of people enjoy this diversion, this happy place. And now at a time when you would almost want it more than anything is the time that it's taken away. And so that's another thing that I would just encourage folks to be okay for a little while with being bummed about that and, and, and allow yourself to, to feel that because you can, you can beat yourself up too much by you're thinking about those two first layers of concern which are more serious and then it's like ah who am i to be you know sad that like i don't get to write about baseball or i don't get to watch baseball or i don't get to hang with my buddies and, and take in baseball and talk about stats well that does suck and you're allowed to feel like it sucks and what we're left with in this interim period is until we understand at a country level like do we have our hands around this thing? Are the new cases sort of tapering off in terms of how many more we're seeing at a time? We can't really dig into even projected timelines and like all those interesting discussions that we want to have about like how will this affect players ramping up? How will this affect performance and service time and the all-star break and trade deadline and uh, double headers coming more? How are they going to get to 162? All these things that are going to be very interesting, legit, worthwhile discussions it's it sucks right now that we can't even get there because um, we're going to have to go through a period where we just observe the spread of this virus and, and everybody's going to have to come to a level of comfort that like, OK, we kind of see the trajectory on this thing. And here's how we can slowly start to incorporate back our regular life. Yeah, I have to admit, uh, it is I don't, a, li a little unsettling when uh, I'm more 
reassured listening to, say, Jason Hayward, then the president of the United States. But I thought Hayward put it really well the other morning, uh, kind of in the hours leading up to Manfred's decision to spend, spend training. And he said, we don't know what we don't know. And I think that's kind of the overarching theme here. And, you know, it's <clears throat> great that, you know, the Yankees are sticking together in Tampa because they think they can win a World Series this year. And there are probably good practical reasons for them to stay at their Tampa facility and have access to the entire, you know, medical training staff. But, you know, I'm just wondering, I mean, you guys have seen these spring training sites all over um, Florida and Arizona, just the amount of players, employees, media, fans, workers. I mean, how long these mass gatherings have taken place and you know Theo Epstein correctly pointed out how um, absurdly difficult it's been for uh, people to get tested for this and, and I'm just wondering it's it's great to have a plan and clearly the players union and um, MLB's top officials do have to work through these issues and have contingency plans but like what if just one person <laughs> Um, through all these stakeholders that, you know, I just mentioned, you know, test positive, like then what happens? And and I think um, the Cubs are really bracing for, you know, a long, rough stretch here. Uh, Yeah. I think, I think that's the reality for all of us, right? We're all bracing for uh, a rough stretch. I, (laughs) I've noticed that uh, I'm, I'm occupying myself with uh, a lot of little things around the house. I know Patrick, you just got home, but uh, I've I've painted two bathrooms and I've got a third <laughs> on the list. Uh, I've installed uh, lights outside the house so when we take the dog out, uh, we can see better. Uh, so uh, I have a stack of books that I'm excited to dive into. So I mean, uh, my wife just came in the room earlier and and was saying uh, we should teach the kids how to play cards because the kids aren't going to be in school for uh, for a month and uh, while they do have schoolwork to take care of at home, uh, we got to entertain ourselves and we can't uh, be going to movie theaters or uh, you know entertaining ourselves like we normally do outside the house. So it's a uh, so there's the little things that uh, we're adjusting our own lives here as well and it's. Uh, it, it's it's good to occupy your mind, I guess, but it's also uh, very odd, to say the least. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm running out of bathrooms to paint, I guess, is the point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sahadev is very lucky that he's got one of those unusual 57 bathroom houses. It's not a mansion, mind you. I'm not saying he's like in this huge. It just has 57 bathrooms. It's, it's just an all-bathroom house. It's all bathroom second solarium in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good episode title. I'm running out of bathrooms to paint the Saudi Sharma story. <laughs> well, see, but I don't know. We can't. We can't bust that out because that's, that's like even the even this level of of um, the joking about the volume of bath. You know, I'm running out of bathrooms to paint. What are we going to be doing in two weeks? <laughs> three weeks? When uh, I don't know, man. You got to save some of those bathrooms. That's uh, uh, yeah, when you get I, sick of the color of the bathroom and repaint them all. You repaint. Yes, yeah, right. That's true. Um, yeah, it's again. It's it's a cruel. It's a cruel twist in this. Um, again, everything is relative, but it's a cruel twist that at the very time when everybody's, a lot of people uh, are going to be hunkered down. 
is there aren't going to be sports to watch and then discuss nationally because it's 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 almost like it would have been the perfect time where if it was like oh well you know we have the masters we can all at least watch the masters and wow everybody's talking about the masters this is crazy we're all watching the masters uh and unfortunately because of the very the very thing about sports that makes it so great you know is the the pooling together of a bunch of people from disparate places to just feel their passion for this thing together in one place well that's the very reason that we can't have sports right now um and that is uh that's it's just a cruel cruel twist and so we will indeed have to continue to think about additional bathrooms to paint so to speak so like i said we will um continue to have onto waveland episodes for you guys as are uh, warranted and appropriate um Look, I'm I'm gonna fit right in with the tenor of of everything in the baseball world right now, which is to say, I don't know exactly what our schedule is gonna be. Um, I think we're going to be, of course, paying attention to the um, planning, uh, both nationally and and within the sports world, about what things are gonna look like, and we'll make sure to be in communication with you folks um, about that stuff. Obviously various Twitter channels. Um, you know, you can follow Sahadev Sharma uh, at Sahadev Sharma on Twitter. Follow Mooney at PJ underscore Mooney uh, on Twitter. And uh, I'm at Brett, a, uh, Brett underscore A underscore Taylor on Twitter. And uh, otherwise, we'll bust out these episodes when it's appropriate. Um, you know, we appreciate you folks listening. And, you know, sorry that we, do, you know, we don't want these conversations to be just another um, you know, insertion point into your world of like, oh, more coronavirus stuff. It's just that that is the the reality. That's the entire encapsulating reality of our sports world right now. So we'll, uh, again, we'll keep it only to when we have some uh, useful and interesting things to discuss with you. Until then, be well, be smart, be safe. And, uh, you know, to the extent you can, find a way to use some of this time maybe to um, engage yourself and your immediate loved loved ones in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. I'm currently um, challenging myself in that because I just don't have as much uh, otherwise to do that I would be doing. It's like, okay, we're all going to be together. What, what, What can we and how can we be in a way that maybe we wouldn't have if this hadn't happened? And I'm not saying it's a way to be able to look back and be like oh that was the best thing that ever happened to us as a family but maybe i will be able to look back and say you know this there really was some lemonade available that uh, we could make so uh, i hope all of that is going to be true for you guys too we thank you for listening and we'll be talking to you as soon as we can take care everyone